Leaders are accustomed to having control over information, who sees it, how much is shared, and when. Arguably, an important purpose of leadership is to explain context to people in a narrative form. But there are major trends in our society that run counter to this idea. For example, there is a movement to make data on employee compensation more accessible. Some people believe that governments should openly share data on the status and results of funded programs. And certainly employees want to hear the unfiltered truth about how their companies are performing. Should we provide that kind of radical transparency to our customers about the value that they're getting from a product? In this post, Gary Lynn, the CEO and co-founder at Xflow, makes the case for sharing usage data with your customers. We discussed what are the benefits of openly sharing this data, what are the best practices for doing so? And what are the implications for CSM, sales reps, and other customer-facing folks? You can listen to the podcast or else read the lightly edited transcript. Let's dive in. Gary, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about sharing data with your customers, which is obviously a topic that I'm interested in given how long I've spent in the customer success space and generally thinking about how companies can work more effectively with their customers. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited. So, you know, to kick us off, how are top performing companies leveraging the product usage data that they're already tracking in order to help their customers? You know, historically, I think usage data is something that we think about internally, and then we might sometimes share it with the customers that are captured in that usage data, but it's I'm not sure in the past it's been really something that people think about systematically. How, how do you see it? Yeah, it's interesting. I would say that there's really been a trend as of late where these top performing companies have felt the need to show product usage data to their customers to be able to prove the value that they're providing to their customers. And we've actually seen that the you know, industry has kind of evolved over a few different kind of steps or phases, if you want to call it. The first is like, you know, everyone's generating this product data, but like no one knows how to really use it. And it's kind of like in all these different source systems, maybe you have your prod data, you have Stripe, you have HubSpot and your information's kind of everywhere. And then the next phase is that everyone kind of figured out, you know, they needed to get a data warehouse and bring all of their data together into a single kind of source of truth. And then now we're kind of in this like third phase that we're, that Explore kind of sees is, you know, now that you have your data in a good state, how do you share that out to everyone? How do you make sure that your customers are deriving value from the data that you have now curated to prove why they should pay more money for your products. Are there any specific best practices you would recommend for sharing that data with customers? I think the biggest thing that we've learned across talking to all of these different companies that want to share data is that there actually isn't really a one-size-fits-all answer when it comes to a dashboard. Um, what we hear the most is that you have a dashboard that you think is the perfect solution, you provide that and you show that to 10 customers, all 10 probably will ask for some tweak that is actually hyper-specific to their business, right? So at a very high level, you can think about it. Like, let's say that you show a revenue dashboard to all of your customers. Some companies care about monthly revenue, others care about quarterly, some care about yearly and so on and so forth. And that's like a very trivial example of like the small differences each business has that will make it so they want like a different view. And so I think with the, one of the best practices kind of going into sharing data is knowing that your customers want specific views that are tailored to their own business. How can you create a dashboard or share information in a way such that you provide them with that ability to be able to tailor that view to their own specific business? 
And I could talk about all the different ways that, you know, we've thought about that, but that's probably like the, the top level thing that we've learned over time. I imagine that different functions at a company, at the software vendor or, at, you know, any kind of vendor might have different perspectives on what data should be shared with the customer. You could imagine one function thinking that less data should be exposed to the customer, another function thinking that there are certain data points that are more important than others. I know we want to give customers input into what data they see, but I also imagine as a vendor, particularly in different functions, we might have our own self-interest in terms of what customers see. So how should functions work together to figure out what data should be exposed? What we've seen across the businesses that we've worked with, usually the head of product or the product lead is the one that's kind of orchestrating all of that and figuring out amongst the right stakeholders uh, who and what should be like shown to like, or like what data should be shown to who at the actual customer side. And so really, I think the biggest thing is like understanding requirements of like, what information do they actually need? What information do you want to show them? And what like, you know, between those two buckets, like what's the intersection of stuff that'll actually provide the value? What we've seen the most is like these product leaders are the ones that are taking charge here uh, and really kind of like figuring that out for businesses. That makes sense. Could you imagine a situation where a customer facing person might say, oh no, I don't want my customer seeing XYZ data point because it makes it look like they're not getting as much value as they actually are. A customer facing person might want control over what a customer sees. So how does that reaction get reconciled into the broader strategy? The business who is showing these customer facing dashboards has the ultimate decision about what information that they want to share and what they don't want to share. If asked from the Explo side, we would probably say it's best to be as transparent as possible and show information because the information that you show will only actually prove the value that you're providing to your customers. And if you aren't actually providing value to your customers, maybe there's a fundamental, like deeper question about the business that those folks should be thinking about. But theoretically, if everything is, you know, all fine and dandy, the, the charts should be looking good and whatever you're showing to your customers actually is going to be valuable to them. But there's even like a deeper meta question here, which is like, if there are things that you're not trying to show your customers, there are probably things within the business uh, you should probably uncover and kind of dig at to figure out why those numbers aren't what you expect them to be. It's a really good point. And I'm happy you pointed out the value of transparency as well, which I think is one of the values of a modern company is trying to share as much information as possible with employees, with other stakeholders, especially customers. So, I mean, it's interesting. It kind of reminds me of, you know, the movement for companies to make the salary bands completely transparent or, you know, specific employee salaries transparent. Totally. But yeah, certainly there's a different mindset, a different way of thinking when you're kind of revealing things that previously had been kept secret and that therefore, you know, you as a company might intentionally or unintentionally manipulate in order to communicate what you're looking to communicate. Yeah. And what we've actually heard from some of our customers who obviously share information and data to their customers is that even if the numbers aren't as pretty as they would like it to be, that transparency actually builds trust between these two organizations. And then trust is actually very important when it comes to, you know, having that relationship flourish and having them kind of like grow as business partners. We've also kind of dug a little bit here from like a historical perspective to kind of understand how information was shared. And I think the most obvious first bucket that we've kind of analyzed is that people used to share information through like physical mail. I think like credit card companies and banks are still doing this, but you know, after people moved from physical mail, it became emails with static data cuts, screenshots, like you mentioned. And then what 
we've, we're seeing the world like the industry and like the community is pushing towards is like this live dashboard. It's no longer like a static thing, but it's like a live data asset that anyone can kind of go to and look at. It'll actually show them the most up-to-date picture that they could possibly get. And that's kind of like the world that Xblow also is kind of pushing, you know, other organizations to kind of move on to and kind of get to. It's nice if you're a customer to be able to interact with the data in some way, right? To be able to slice it according to some frame that's helpful for you instead of simply receiving one form in which the data could be represented. So it felt like there's more interaction that could be enabled through sharing of dashboards online. Yeah. And honestly, what's really interesting and what we've learned is that people want to be able to slice and dice data in a dashboard, but it actually goes a step further than that. People actually want to just change a dashboard for the specific business needs that they have, right? At their business. So like back to like the, the example that we had with, you know, the revenue dashboard. If you showed a, re- a base revenue template dashboard to a set of people, everyone will have their own tweaks that they want. And sometimes it's not as like, you know, easy as like, oh, I want to slice and dice the date range. I want to like add this filter. Sometimes it's like, oh, I want to like change this bar chart to a line chart. I want to move these things around. I want to, you know, add the like apparel revenue above the like shoes revenue and whatever it might be. Um, those are obviously tr- very trivial examples, but people actually want to take this dashboard template or a blueprint and then be able to make their own changes on top of that and then save that to be their own hyper-specific view off of like a blueprint. And so that's like what we've actually seen a lot of customers ask us when it comes to this like customer-facing experience. Because even if they show a live dashboards, their customer support team has to field thousands of questions about that live dashboard. But now it's like, what if you give all of those folks the ability to answer and field their own questions? What reactions are you hearing from your customers' customers who are receiving this data? Oftentimes, a lot of the requests that we're getting are just around the types of ways they want to visualize the data. So whether it's like different visualization types, different ways to better analyze the data, et cetera. And it's more about like the way the information is presented on the dashboard. So for Explo specifically, in an ideal world, our customers' customer don't actually know that our customers are using a third-party tool, right? Like we want Expo to be fully white-labeled and essentially an extension of our customers' product teams. And so we will hear feedback from our customers that they're passing on from the end user. Um, But oftentimes those are just like presentation-oriented, to be quite honest. And then about this like customization piece that I mentioned a little earlier. Gary, I'd love to know what types of companies you're seeing that are sharing data in this way with their customers. Of course, you know, my mindset has been through the customer success team at a tech company, but that's, I think, not necessarily representative of your customer base. So I'd love to know who are these companies and what are the use cases? What's like the value prop that they're getting from doing this? The general type of company that utilizes Xflow is usually a company that's very operations heavy. But if I were to even simplify that a little bit more, the types of companies that absolutely love using Explo are companies that are generating a lot of application data. And so a few examples, we have a handful of companies that put on virtual events as their business. When you put on a virtual event, you're collecting a ton of data. Who signed up? When did they sign up? Who actually showed up? Uh, how long were they in a certain you know, virtual fireside chat? What questions were asked? What pamphlets were picked up, et cetera? And so they're sitting on this wealth of data that they want to be able to send back to these event coordinators, these companies that are paying to use them. And so the only way to actually do so and the best way is actually through 
a dashboard with like live information as like data is actually being collected uh, through the event itself. And so they utilize Exploit to do so. And then event coordinator is able to look at that data and be able to better optimize future events that they want to put on. I know you've also worked with e-commerce companies in the past. Maybe you could talk about an example from that industry. Yeah. So we have a few e-commerce companies that work with us as well. And the biggest thing is that when they want to, there's a couple of sides to the e-commerce business, obviously. One of the sides is on the supplier side. If they're understanding like where all the supplies are coming from, they want to be able to show dashboards and analytics to those suppliers to give them a sense for where, you know, how much things are being sold for, how much supplies actually needed and used by the business, et cetera. And so a lot of these different e-commerce companies from the supply side utilize Explode, but also from the like selling side, they want to be able to showcase how much like of what product is being sold and what different regions of the world and allow that transparency to kind of be shared across the board. Gary, is there any value that companies get from sharing data with their customers just apart from making their customers happy? In addition to like the transparency that they're obviously providing and kind of like showing the the value of purchasing their product, what's really interesting is that when you share these dashboards to your customers and they start utilizing the dashboard, you actually have a sense for the things that they care about and like the things that they're prioritizing. And so if I were to give a very you know stupid uh, hypothetical example, let's say that Costco is showing dashboards to their suppliers. Nike, Reebok, Adidas, all very similar kind of ish companies. And maybe through dashboard usage, Costco actually finds out that Nike cares a lot about shoes in the US, but very little about shirts, but they care a lot about shirts in Mexico. And maybe, you know, Reebok cares only about socks in the US, et cetera, et cetera. And so based on like what they're searching for, what they're filtering on and like what information they're looking at based on the interactions of the dashboard, Costco could actually learn a lot of valuable information about what their customers care about and what they're actually prioritizing. And that information is actually quite useful to Costco and they could actually change their business strategy from an account perspective. And you know, maybe what they were doing originally with a Nike should actually be changed based off of like how Nike's utilizing the dashboard and what they care about. And it might actually be worth a conversation with them to understand maybe they should actually be supplying more shoes than they are supplying shirts or whatever example I just gave. And so that's actually a very important feedback loop that I think that a lot of customers need to tap into because it allows them to have, you know, once you reach a certain scale, it's very hard as a company to be able to talk to your customers. And so this is actually a different proxy for you to be able to talk to your customers and understand what they care about through data. You know, I'd love to talk a little bit about other movements that are kind of propelling the ability to share data with customers and the need to share data with customers. We talked about like, transparency being a major trend. And I think product people taking charge of this is, you know, major trend. It seems like the evolution of the modern data stack is making this more possible than it used to. I mean, I, I remember there were times in the past at Gainsight when we'd share usage data with a customer and then it we weren't totally sure if it was accurate or not. Whereas now with the modern data stack, there's often you know, single source of truth in the data warehouse, much more seamless access to that data. Do you consider yourself to be a part of the modern data stack or how do you relate to it? We think that we're part of like a, a category that's like the customer facing analytics uh, component that allows embedded analytics, customer facing analytics. I think that these are all terms that are thrown around. What's really interesting about what you said, though, is that pre the world where uh, you know, in the world before the existence of like unified data, single sources of truth, 
and people were sharing information like you were saying to their customers because of the lack of trust or you know the potential for a mistake or things to actually not be the most accurate it wasn't actually as valuable to send information to customers and because like you know if you lose that trust if you send a dashboard and you know the next day you send a different dashboard and it's totally different when you lose that trust it's really hard to regain and so what we've actually seen is that there previously were initiatives and companies that wanted to build a customer facing dashboard experience to kind of like build out this you know modern data stack for the customer facing component but what the, what we realized is that they actually weren't able to be extremely successful because of the inability to have like a single source of truth. And now that we're kind of in this like phase where everyone mostly has like a warehouse, a single source of truth, information is all ETL'd into like a, a single destination. It's much easier to actually show data to customers in a way that is validated, is verified, and you can actually develop that kind of trust with the end user and the, and the clients. Long-winded way to say, definitely think that we are part of the modern data stack, especially as of late. But we would not be part of it if it wasn't for other parts of the data stack that had to be kind of matured first. Yes, that makes sense. In some ways, it can look like your product is a BI tool. How do you think about yourself in relation to BI tools? Business intelligence tools are primarily built for the internal facing use case. So BI tools like Looker, Tableau, et cetera, were built for a company to purchase and then have employees within a company to be able to analyze data. That's great and fulfills a very specific use case. But when it comes to Explo, we build customer-facing dashboards and analytics. And so our actual core use case is the customer-facing piece. When a company buys us, the goal is to be able to utilize our tools and you know, software to be able to show data and share data via dashboards to their customers. And because of that, our product fundamentals that we are built on are actually quite different from the BI solution because we think about things a little bit differently from the security side, the design side, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And all of those things actually let, like, lead to a very different end user experience, which is the most important thing when it comes to embedded and external facing analytics. One of the big topics that's been on my mind is how do we demonstrate the ROI of the modern data stack when revenue generating teams are sort of just starting to see, I think, some of the immediate benefits of it. I think we have a lot of debate over like how much value revenue teams are getting and in what form and what's been the timeline of it. Do you think that your category will enable there to be more ROI from the modern data stack? Definitely. I think the easiest place for us to kind of think about this ROI is from like the time savings that teams get when they're using Explo instead of having their own engineers build out the solutions of like dashboards to show their customers. Um, and so like when we think about value props we provide to companies, uh, that the easiest way to kind of like sell people on the build versus buy question is really just you could have three engineers spend, you know, multiple quarters building out the solution and then some part of a few engineers kind of like maintain it forever. Or you could utilize Explo to do that building and maintenance and keep on kind of improving the suite of tools that you have to kind of like flush out your dashboard. And that's kind of like a no-brainer when it comes to not just time saved, but also execution speed for a lot of our customers. Final question. If you had to share one tip for product people in the audience about how to leverage their product uses data to help customers a bit more directly, what would you say? The thing that we've seen is that sometimes product people don't prioritize sharing information 
with their customers over other product priorities because they think it's like not the most important thing. But what we've actually seen across all the companies that we work with is that once you actually start sharing that information, that actually starts a lot of other conversations with your end user customers that help you think and kind of categorize and prioritize other types of product bets and product priorities you're thinking about. And so it allows you to create this communication channel that builds trust and allows you to even you know more easily and more effectively improve your products. Super interesting. Create the feedback loop. And, and also, it makes me wonder whether this is part of the natural evolution of perhaps product teams taking even more responsibility for net dollar retention and some of the metrics that come from our customer base. Totally. Yeah. I think that with this kind of feedback loop, like product teams are able to have a better sense of like what the end users care about, why they're kind of like selecting and like viewing certain things in the dashboard. And even based on the conversation and questions they ask product teams, you'll get a sense for what they prioritize and what they care about. And that's how you can actually, you know, influence and make changes to your roadmap to make sure that you're actually hitting the things that your customers care the most about. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. I learned a lot. You're challenging, I think, my historical thinking on a number of these topics. And I'm sure the audience will learn a lot too. Awesome. Thanks for having me. 